Also, I think I think it'd be more intuitive. Con- that's not the word. Conducive. Conducive. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if we only did one gem a week, I think two would be overkill. That's yeah. why I'm. I don't think that you meant conducive. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like I said, we could do one gem, one turd. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll make this look good. You are now listening to the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is Nothing But Real Reviews and More, and I am your host, Mike Lucas. Guys, I told my mom uh, that we created a second intro, and it wasn't her voice, and she had the saddest puppy face in the world, and I felt so bad. I'm sorry, Mike's mom. <laughs> Why would you tell her that? Because No, no, I, I didn't tell her on purpose. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just be like, Mom, guess what? We got rid of you. No, I was like, hey, Mom, have you listened to any of our episodes? And she said, no. And I said, wow, awesome. So I showed her the website, and it was last Thursday's show when we had the other intro. And she looked at me with, like, I like I deceived her. Like, I had stolen, like, her most precious item. And she's just, that's not my voice. Oh. Did you reassure her that she's still? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I said, yeah, but you'll be on the show before this. And then I don't think she ever went back and listened. So we're even. Well, now she's mad. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We have a great show for you guys. Um, but before we get to that, joining me, because uh, we have a smaller group, uh, Brent Fruget, say hi to the people. Hi, people. Matt McNeil. What's up? And Shalee McNeil. Hello. Hello. Uh, we got a great don't show for you guys me. today. What'd you just say? Don't mock me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> mocking you. Uh, we got a great show for you guys. We're going to get into movies coming out to theaters and DVDs this week, as well as uh, we have Oscar talk. Oscar nominations were just this past uh, with week, right? I don't remember exactly when they came out, but within the past seven days. So we're going to talk about all the Oscar snubs, as well as we got uh, a special uh, science fiction kind of quiz i guess you could say uh we're, we're gonna talk <laughs> about it and then uh, a review of uh, shawshank redemption so to begin matt mcneil will you talk to uh, us about <laughs> dv movies coming out to theaters god if i could get this right at some point uh throughout this podcast it would be great it'll happen eventually right? make a script coming soon to theaters all right well I was looking at movies and I was like, man, there's really nothing coming out. But then Brent informed me that I was looking at last week. <laughs> so this coming week, we actually have uh, a few interesting things coming out. We got Dirty Grandpa um, with Robert De Niro and Zac Efron, which could be funny because it's got De Niro in it. Uh, uh, the, I think that's an overstatement, though. Go it, on. It could be funny. I'm not going to go see it in theaters, but could be funny. Uh, we've got The Fifth Wave, which I'm guessing is some kind of alien invasion movie. Um, the Boy, which is that weird doll babysitter movie yes um it's probably like there was like a last year they had a the annie doll or whatever the heck it was you know what i'm talking about nobody no good nobody saw it i didn't either <laughs> oh wait i <laughs> think that was annabelle. yeah that That's was the was it about. was the prequel to i don't even know because annabelle too no uh, the conjuring yes thing. thank you uh, i haven't seen any of these nope. movies i just know uh-huh well at least you know somebody knows yeah but uh, yeah it Man 3, which is probably going to be cool because the first two have been pretty cool. Mike Tyson's in it, I guess. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Um, Synchronicity, which I don't know anything about. Monster Hunt, which I don't know anything about. Mojave, which I don't know anything about. No. Nope. Aphorim, which I don't know anything about. Exposed, which I don't know anything about. Uh, and that's it for this week. So it seems like it's your beginning of the year bad movies. Right, because like we're past Oscar nomination movies, you know what I mean, and now we're just bantha fodder, if you will. If Man Three is <laughs> gonna be cool, okay. For for If Man, I didn't realize that I saw a preview for that, and I saw Mike Tyson. I didn't realize it was real. I thought it was a joke, and then I'm like, oh no, that's a real movie. All right, <laughs> that's so great. All right, so thanks for that, Matt. Um, now we're gonna get into uh, movies coming out to DVD this week. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. That's that loud? <laughs> it couldn't have been that loud. Oh, they're loud. <laughs> the headphones? This is a sounders. Mine's fine. Yeah, it wasn't loud on mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about blue Bren's eardrums <laughs> off? Volume on this thing? Sorry about that. 
Um, but no, DVDs uh, coming out this week are The Diary of a Teenage Girl starring Belle Powley and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, what? <laughs> These two are cheesing. Like. <laughs> All right. Um, Everest with Jason Clark and Josh Rowland. Solid preview for that, but it didn't look good. I mean, if anybody. Shalee's giving you the eyes. You Have you seen it? No, but I read the book it's based on, and it's amazing. Everest is fascinating. No one climbed it last year. Really? Thank you. Yeah. Wow. That's like one of the few years no one got up there. Fun fact of the day. The I more just didn't you let know. them know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. The Intern with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro, which, no, it doesn't look funny. You're right, because it has Robert De Niro in it. <laughs> <laughs> but... But Dirty Grandpa could be funny. Uh, that does actually look like it has a little more comedy <coughs> to it. Um, Jim and the Holograms, never heard that. Uh, it was a thing from the 80s that they're making a movie out of now. The oh. cartoon? Oh, and this, uh, the prequel for the movie last week, this is Learning to Drive, is this movie <laughs> here. <laughs> this one's got Patricia Clark and Ben Kingsley in it. Uh, Straight out of Compton, which I'm going to bring up er, again later in the show for Oscar snubs because <coughs> I love that movie. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but we'll get to that later. No. Um, no. No, I, I don't think anybody else has seen it. Oh, bummer. Uh, and Woodlawn uh, uh, with Sean Astin and Jason Voigt. What? What did I just hear? What did I just hear about Snoop Dogg? I thought you were here saying for shizzle. <laughs> Snoop Dogg does make an appearance in the movie. Shizzle. Snoop Dogg makes an appearance in the movie, so maybe if you guys saw it, you would understand. Me and Johnny go way back. <laughs> to your birth? <laughs> Duh. That's what I'm saying. It's the best joke you've ever made. Bruh. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, DVDs coming out this week and movies coming out this week. So, let's get into Oscar nominations. Guys, this is the best time of the year for movie lovers because... You get to hear about why are you so close to me? <laughs> yeah, I pulled up the Oscar nominations and then everybody just like crowded around. I got. I honestly don't around. even know what was nominated. I haven't checked yeah. any of that. Yeah. Uh, for Best Picture, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies. Uh, that's one's a, a documentary about a bridge made completely out no, of no, spies. No, no, no. You make that joke. Look up. Oh, uh, what? I think it's Jimmy Fallon and Tom Hanks. Uh, reading scripts from third graders where yes. they just give them the name of the title. They gave them Bridge of Spies and they read mm -hmm. these scripts and it's actually pretty funny. It, I've seen some of those and it was like there's a, a Birdman one that they did when Birdman came out and the script literally went Birdman, who are you? Caw, caw, caw. <laughs> and that's all Birdman said was just caw the entire time. Um, but continuing with Best Picture, it was... Uh, Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, uh, Room, and Spotlight. Um, I've seen three of these movies now, and the three that I've seen are The Revenant, The Martian, and uh, Mad Max, although I think Straight Out of Compton was better than all three of them. Um, as, I mean, has anyone seen any of these other movies on the list? I've half seen Fury Road. Like, what do you mean it was you half seen? It was on in the background. I was over at a, at a friend's house and we were playing board games, and they had Mad Max on in the background because it's not a movie that you like have to yeah, listen it's... to. You can just look up and be like, "Oh, yep, they're still driving." You Go back disrespected to playing games. Mad Max. Yep, he's straight up. That's that's a good movie. I mean, I think it deserves a nomination. I don't think it'll win. It's certainly a pretty movie. I don't know if it should be nominated for Best Picture. But like, uh, visual I mean, design for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it got nominated. Visual designs are pictures. Uh, <laughs> Who knew? It got <laughs> nominated for <laughs> like uh, I think we'll get it to it in a bit. Uh, I, we might just touch on the top ones here, but uh, for best costume design and best uh, makeup work, which because let's be real, that's like a shoe in for that movie because that was disgustingly cool with all of the cars and stuff. That they did. Um, but no, I thought Straight Outta Compton was by far the best movie I've seen this year. The Martian was okay, um, if anybody had seen that. I read the book. God, <coughs> you stop reading. I know. I've read, <laughs> I haven't seen any of those movies, but I read two of their books. Killing me. Killing <laughs> me. Uh, and I saw The Revenant last night. Uh, wasn't as impressed with it as I thought. How was the be. bear scene? Bear scene was badass. How long did it last? About five minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. cool. How was Leo? Um... Uh, hmm. This it's, isn't the movie we're reviewing. My mistake. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it was okay. Like it's, it's so hard because after seeing Birdman, it's the same director as the movie Birdman, and it is 
they use a lot of the same shots, the same sh- style of shooting, and I didn't like it in Birdman, and I definitely did not like it in this movie. So you'd say that movie was a bit bare? Oh, no. gosh. You know, I, now I know how you guys feel when I just it's do this It's bad when stuff. Mike looks at you saying it's a bad joke. Would you say that there were a lot of Kodiak moments? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I think Kodak's a type of bear. <laughs> Uh, that was so uh, great. Come on, I actually, I can't take credit for that. I lifted that joke from Aladdin 3. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, at least he's honest. Um, it was in Aladdin 3? It was the polar opposite from what he expected. Um, I was waiting for a polar bear joke yeah. in there somewhere. Moving on. Um, best actor in a leading role. Uh, Brian Cranston for Trumbo. Matt Damon for The Martian. Leo for The Revenant. Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. And Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Um... Eddie Redmayne won last year, uh, and I had, that's the only person on the list who I didn't know who it was. So I was kind of like, who the hell is Eddie Redmayne? So, yeah. Uh, but Leo, I think between these two, it'll probably be down to Leo or Michael Fassbender because I heard he did a phenomenal job in Steve Jobs. So what you're saying is that Fassbender's going to win the Oscar? Because Leo can't. Yeah. It's, like, it's the running theme. I honestly don't know about that. I think uh, Eddie Redmayne does uh, a lot of Oscar fodder movies. So... Uh, he could actually win a second one. You think? I mean, I hadn't seen The Danish Girl, so it's it's really hard to say. Oh, this is a tough year. It looks like they've got some uh, pretty well-known actors in here. Yeah, my boy B. Kranz. <laughs> my boy B. Kranz. Um, I was just waiting for it. Yeah, I knew no, it would I happen. Had, I had to. <laughs> I, had to. Uh, I guess, by the way, there's other voices. We have Steve Rushlaw, yeah. Aaron Cronikin, and Johnny Lucas for the Oscar talk right now. Yeah, they're just chilling in the studio. Um, I mean, they're not going to be in the review, but they're just kind of hanging out. Uh, actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett for Carol, Reed Larson for Room, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence, who got uh, nominated for Joy, Charlotte Rampling, Forty Five Years, Swarcerronen, Seors, Brooklyn. What? Seors. It's S A O I R S E. Yeah, you pronounce it. Um, I. Saw the preview for Joy. I haven't seen any of these movies, I'll be honest. And Jennifer Lawrence looked annoying as hell, so I hope she doesn't win. Um, actor in a supporting role, Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Uh, I hear he was the keystone for the Bridge of Spies. Uh, and Sylvester Sloan for Creed. What do you got to say? I am more interested to see who wins this than the lead actor. Me too. Uh, Tom Hardy... Uh, Leo did a great job in The Revenant. Tom Hardy outacted him, in my opinion. He played a dude that got scalped, like, prior to the the movie, and it was just like, dude, you're freaking bat stuff. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Bat stuff. I had to bleep all that. I think freaking and bat stuff are all of it, uh, words that yeah, you can use. So, I mean, we're good. Yeah. Um, but before the show. FCC we, approved. Yeah, before the show, we had a big talk about swear words. Um, the word you were looking there for is guano. Looking guano. there for. Uh, actress in supporting <laughs> <Sort of> role. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight. Rooney Mara for Carol. Rachel McAdams for Spotlight. Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. I'll be honest. I don't get excited for female. I, not that they're bad actor actresses. <laughs> I just, being a male, I look towards a male's acting because I can't get into the mind of a lady trying to act. I've tried doing it, but... It so it. happens we have a lady here. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you look at me as you said you don't care about actresses. So. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't mean to. It was just <laughs> I'm like just teasing let's you. Teasing I don't care room. about your kind. <laughs> <laughs> Not my words. We don't serve their kind here. <laughs> well, I mean, I to be fair, I let's didn't know the Oscars on. were happening, so um, I can't really judge. Uh, animated feature film, Animalisa, Boy in the World, Inside Out, Shaun of the Sheep movie, and when Marvin was there. Let's be real. Uh, anyone. When Marnie was there, sorry. What did I say? Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> Just Mar- trying to throw in a Marv reference. If Inside Out doesn't win this, I'll be shocked. Yeah, exactly. This is a pretty much a shoo-in for Inside Out. That got, that got the feels going for pretty much everyone. Uh, and cinematography, this is probably the last one that we touch on because, I mean, and yeah. Uh, cinematography, Carol, The Hateful Eight, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant, and Sicario. I think these two are going to be between Mad Max, Fury Road because that was such an excellently done, beautiful uh, well shot movie in The Revenant too. Uh, I hated it so much shot wise but it was done so well 
It's like they did a bunch of like these trucking shots where they they pull the camera in, but they zoom out at the same time, so the person stays the same size, but the background and like the the dimensions of it change, and it's it's really cool, but it, I hate it because it's like look how cool we are. <laughs> um, and then the last one we'll touch on is uh, directing uh, for the Big Short, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. So, hmm. I mean. I've uh, apparently listening to all these nominees. I apparently do not watch new movies ever because I have not seen any of these movies really. You're missing out, man. Well, like, like Mad Max, I plan on watching. I wanted to see that. I just haven't had the chance. And then, like the Big Short is one that I want to see. But most of these movies, I don't know if I even have interest. Well, a in lot them. of these Oscar movies, they are like movies that I'm not interested in. It's like a bunch of theatrical movies. And I know movies are theaters, but like. No, no, I you got know, what you you're saying. I mean, like, like they're making these movies to try to win an Oscar. Exactly, exactly. And Sicario, when that came out, that was getting huge buzz about Oscar-worthy, Oscar-nominated, but I guess only for cinematography. And I have seen that movie, and that is literally its only redeeming quality. Is it looks really? <laughs> Oddly enough, I just found out what a Sicario is. Apparently, it's like a South American hitman. So I'm South- vastly, okay, yeah, yeah. vastly more interested in seeing that now that I know that. I thought he said South African, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "From continent? I'm pretty sure." Um, funny enough, 9.5 Star Wars didn't oh. get nominated for any of these. Oh man! However, however, they did get five technical skills uh, with film editing, sound editing, I believe. Um, costume. Yeah, the, costume the, design, the awards yeah. that they should be nominated. Yeah, for. original score. Yeah. No, so, I mean, they didn't get any of the big ones, but they, they're still nominated for plenty of Oscars. Well, original score's kind of a big one. I mean... I mean, it's, it's John Williams. But, I mean, you all, oh, when you think of Oscars, though, you think yeah, of, I like, mean, I'm, director, movie, or I'm thinking picture. of the ones that they actually show on TV. I think they usually show the original the uh, score, so, I mean, it's kind of the bigger one, I yeah, guess. Yeah, got visual effects. Um, but, honestly, I think the biggest snub out of all of these is Straight Outta Compton. I love that movie. And I... I'm a b- big Easy E, you know, NWA fan. What is going what? on? Over here? <laughs> I'm on the Oscar, and I'm like literally the Oscar page, and uh, just decided to start playing. Philly so, was the first capital. Is that true? Cool. Apparently, yeah. I guess. Just learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Oscars. Uh, all right. So moving on. Uh, so second segment because we don't have a gem. Uh, we're getting to a gem on our Thursday show. Fat Wallet configured a list of some of the most powerful fictional weapons in order from least powerful to most powerful. So, without looking... Sorry, I yelled. <laughs> um, let's see. The M4-1A Pulse Rifle. Is it more powerful or less powerful than the Golden Gun from James Bond? Anyone want to guess? More powerful... Less powerful. Can, can you tell me what <laughs> franchise that is from? The Golden Guns from James well, Bond. I know, the gold, I know what the Golden Gun is. I'm talking about the other one, Brent. Oh, from Aliens. Sorry, did I not say that? No, you didn't. From Aliens. Okay. And Aliens, yes. More I'm going to say less powerful than the Golden Gun. More powerful. Actually, was right Yay! the first time and the third time. Uh, it's in Energy of Devastation in Jewels, produced by the weapon. Uh, Golden Gun's only at 700. Mind you, that's a one-shot kill. The M41A Pulse Rifle is at 14,295 joules. And they still couldn't kill the aliens in one nope. shot. Nope, which is it's absurd. a perfect organism. Okay. How about the Auto 9 from RoboCop? Hmm. That or the Judge Dreadgun? The Lawmaker MK oh, Mark 12. Mark 2. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go RoboCop. Uh, yeah, me too. Well, just just <laughs> to be different, I'll go with the dread gun then. It is RoboCop's gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but what I was thinking, but I had to be different. They're extremely close, within uh, seventy-seven of each other. So it's seventeen thousand fifty and seventeen thousand one twenty-seven. Uh, let's 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 ramp it up a little bit. Whoa. What about uh, the shrink ray from Duke Nukem, <laughs> <laughs> or the Fat Man? From the actual U.S. Army in real life. Duke Nukem. They tested this. Duke Nukem, right? It's fictional. Uh, it's got to be better. I'm saying Fat Man. Well, I'm fi- this seems like a trick question, so I'm going to go with Fat Man. Fat Man. <sighs> the Fat Man in real life 
is I don't even that's got too many zeros. That's a lot of zeros. <laughs> Pretty sure that's trillion. Followed by yeah. no, that's trillion. more than trillion. Is million, it? billion, trillion, oh. quadrillion. Bajillion. Right? Million, billion, trillion. Thousand. You're right. No, Any, that's trillion. Eighty four trillion <laughs> joules. You know. Math is so hard. Math is hard, reading's hard, <laughs> talking's hard, guys. I'm just like half a human. Uh <laughs> and then finally, do we have any is anybody the Doctor Who fan? Yes. Uh, all right, all right. The reality bomb from Doctor Who. Or the Vogon constructor fleet from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Doctor Who. Hitchhiker's Guide. Brent? I don't watch Doctor Who, so I'll just say Hitchhikers. It's a uh, reality bomb from Doctor Who is 4 E84. E84 zeros. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> math lesson today here. Nothing but real reviews and more. <laughs> How was I supposed to? Dude, I haven't had a math class since uh, junior year of high school. Should've that's been like seven years. I believe that's read four times 10 to the 84th. Yeah. Did you not take a math class in college? No, I didn't have to. What? Yeah, no, I took calculus. Communications degrees for you. That would be a math class. No, that was in high school. I I didn't have to take one. And then it was like, Mike, you don't need to learn any of this ever. Okay, so that was fun. So. Yay. Let's get into yeah. You all are terrible at this. Society. Whoa, whoa! I I got, got like, like half two of them right. right so. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think everyone got about half. Out of curiosity, <laughs> what's at the very top of the list? I want to know the the worst thing or the best thing. The be- the best thing. The best thing worst. What's reality the worst bomb then? from Doctor Who? Really? Yeah, higher yeah. than the Death Star, huh? Yeah, the closest thing away. next to that is uh, uh, the universe to universe missile from Futurama. <laughs> well, just which, saying. Which is 15 zeros away. <laughs> I think is how that's read. Doctor away. Who doesn't like to logic things. Doctor Who's like, this is the best, and you just have to accept it. So, of course, it's going to be the best. Like right. That's how yeah. they explain things. I don't like that. Uh, also, on the <laughs> list like on the list is uh, Mega Maid from Spaceballs, which is <laughs> just awesome. Uh, photon torpedoes from Star Trek. Uh, some other things are like the Teleforce Death Ray from Nikolai Tesla, the actual human. Um, I love how I had to put that disclaimer on that. But no, we're, I'm going to link this uh, onto our Facebook page. So if you guys want to check out this list, uh, be sure to check it out because it's it's a fun oh, time to just kind of look at it. Oh, and also on the list, uh, Matt, you're going to be happy to know this, is a lightsaber. You see the one up top above it? The Iron Giant? Hans <laughs> oh, Hans, Hans Olo's <laughs> blasters. So. That's, that's above the lightsaber? No, that's one oh. below. One below, but it's it's a big jump. It's uh, a lot of jewels, which is like a lot of money. Anyway, uh, uh, moving on. I don't get it. Review this <laughs> week of Shawshank Redemption. So let me uh, read you guys the <clears throat> <clears throat> synopsis really quick. Where is it? <laughs> it's there the one it that says plot. plot. <laughs> 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 Can't do math, can't read. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I'm like half a human. I looked under directed by, and then I was like, that's (laughs) So the plot is Frank Darabont. (laughs) I thought you were going to read it. Okay, two imprisoned men bond over a number of years, finding solace and eventual redemption through acts of common decency. Uh, It's directed by Frank Darabont. It stars Tony Robbins as Andy Dufresne. Tony Robbins, huh? <laughs> yeah, the motivational speaker. Thank you for not saying Dufresne. Yeah, Dufresne. Uh, <laughs> Bob Gunn as Warden Norton. Uh, Clancy Brown as Captain Hadley. James Whitmore as Brooks Hatlin. Morgan Freeman uh, as Ellis Boyd. I thought his name was Ellis Redding. I didn't have enough room. I'm sorry. Oh, I was no, hoping okay. you wouldn't yeah. notice. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Um, as Red is pretty much his name. William Sadler as Haywood and Gil Bellows as Tommy. It's written by Stephen King. A uh, short story, Rita Hayworth um, in The Shawshank Shrink Redemption. And Frank Darabont did the screenplay. Uh, on IMDb, it got a 9.3. Um, and more importantly, it came out uh, 22 years ago, 1994. And is unfairly rated as the number one movie of all time. Which we're going to get into. Because it's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, it's been six years, aside from two days ago. I loved it. Oh, it's a great movie for sure. I didn't dislike anything about it. Like, I was trying to get critical. Okay, 
Why doesn't Aaron like this movie? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think I think Aaron's in the same boat as me. It's a good movie. I like it, but just people say it's the best movie ever, and it's not. No, I mean, there no are reception. plenty of movies better than it. I don't know about plenty. Like for me personally, it's definitely in my top five. But number one best movie. I, I just can't because it's not The Godfather. I can't say it's number one. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say because it's not Star Wars. Well, Star Wars is my favorite movie, but it's not the best movie. And that's there's a good distinction between the two because you can have a favorite movie and you can have Oh, yeah, a best definitely, movie. definitely. Um, but no, I really enjoyed this movie visually. I, did, I loved a lot of things that they did. Um, just first thing that I noticed and want to get out there is I wish they did a lot more things with the lighting. Um, like the movie we did last week, uh, the one with Josh Brolin, I can't remember that, uh, No Country nope. for Old Men. Yeah. They did a lot of things with the lighting. I thought the cinematography was great. <laughs> um, Same cinematographer. Is it? Yep. Really? I wish you would have done more things with the light. I it just, it... What? What are you shaking your <laughs> head? Well, it was like 13 <laughs> years before, so maybe he just didn't learn yet. I don't know. It I don't been. know. But, I mean, there was a lot of beautiful shots. I mean, I can see why it's the same guy. Well, why see, I think I think the difference the difference is with Old old Country for No Men, you <laughs> used the... Close enough. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh. <laughs> 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 just, uh, just this is the greatest show <laughs> ever right now. <laughs> just, just cut that part out. No. 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 <laughs> no Country for Old Men. Um... <laughs> Quit laughing at me. Never. <laughs> We're not. Go on. Go uh, on. The, the lighting was definitely used to tell the story mm-hmm. above the characters in that movie because the, the characters were kind of like set pieces for the lighting and not the other way around. Uh, and this movie, it's definitely more character driven. So he didn't have to rely as much on lighting effects yes. to tell the story. Yes. This was a very character driven movie. Um, you know, and it's, I think, I guess we didn't even touch on about what it's about. Uh, Andy Dufresne uh, is a... You read the plot. Well, I understand I read the plot very poorly, mind you. But, uh, you know, digging into it deeply, more deeply, deeperly. <laughs> um, Andy Dufresne is a banker, and he is... You d- you don't really know if he killed his wife. Uh, he's, he claims his innocence the entire time, but throughout the movie it kind of seems like he does. Well, they, they outright say that he's innocent. Like, well, no, yes. In the movie he does. Or later on, but like towards not, the beginning. Well, in the narration, I thought they said something. I don't remember. In the beginning, they left it very ambiguous yes. on whether or not he actually yes. did it. Because he's like, I went home, I threw my gun into the river, and I had a terrible joke to say right there, but I think I'm going to cut it out. He saw a van down by the river. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, he goes home, or he's, like, at his wife's lover's house, and he's going to murder him, and then he decides to walk away from it, and he throws his gun into the river, but he's at the trial, and they can't find the gun, and they find his liquor bottle, and there's a bunch of evidence that points to him, but they can't do it, so he gets pinned with this murder, and he gets into jail, and... He's in there for, what, 20 years? Does it say on my cheat yep, sheet? Yeah, it's under 20 years, 19 years, I think, technically. Okay. It does not say on the cheat sheet, I just remembered. Uh, oh, look I, at you I'm doing. pretty <laughs> sure it's 19 years because he said, I thought it would take somebody six months, but it apparently takes 19 years for okay. the ending. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, he they, he murdered people. No, he didn't. Uh, what the freak am I saying? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows anyway. Um, but yeah. So he's trying to escape from jail. Uh, he does some things to like some favors for the guards, and he makes friends after being uh, how to put this lightly raped multiple times. A lot uh, over the course uh, of two years. Yes, he's raped multiple times. Uh, we're making it sound a lot more dark than it really is, because like it's not that dark. It's. I mean, yeah. it's a little dark. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's it's. We're making it sound like it's a terrible like. It's like he's fending them off, but they they, like they, they don't show it on screen. No, if that that's helps. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, a dark moody or dark movie, but they don't like wallow in the dark. Exactly, they like, kind of like make it seem more light. Like they they comb over it a little bit. Like yeah, they sh- they show it to you, and then they're just like, but let's get past this quickly. Look how good friends they are. Minus <laughs> the sodomy, it's kind of like high school. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, they're they're they got their clicks. They're their friends. It's kind of like high school. <laughs> I don't 
I I definitely remember in high school when teachers would get mad and, and beat me to death. Yep. <laughs> you didn't go to the right Which high happens. school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, what'd you guys think about this movie? I loved it. Why? Um, big fan of Morgan Freeman. Uh, I love pretty much every movie that he's in. Uh, the cinematography is excellent. Storytelling is excellent. The acting is great all around. I love all the characters. Um, and as far as dramas go, it's probably my second favorite drama. To the Godfather? To the Godfather. Shley, what about you? I liked it. Um... Uh, that's it. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it it was a very good movie. It, it had great acting. I yes. thought. Yes, I really liked how complex of a character Andy was, and you don't get that a whole lot yes. nowadays. Not in movies that are like shorter than two hours. I've yes. learned. Um, so, like, you really question like what his goals are like his moral boundaries and yeah. stuff and You're, you got to like grow with him and that yes. was cool you you don't understand where he's going with like everything he does and i think the writing was exceptional when he's talking about rocks mm-hmm. and it, it it like it's such a like a small part of the movie when he first brings up like oh i'm a i'm a just I'm a, I'm a rock guy but it's such a big part throughout the movie uh, Brent, what did you think about the movie like i said it's a it's a good movie i liked it i do think it's overrated i mean i it's a movie that i've seen plenty uh-huh. of times and like the characters like they were saying you do like these characters you almost forget that these guys are like murderers and stuff like that and you start feeling bad no, when they're something all bad, yeah <laughs> but you start feeling bad when something bad happens to them and you're like oh but you realize they weren't good people <laughs> yeah yeah it, the, the movie is really good because it makes you feel all these emotions for like hardened criminals and I mean, guess back in the day, they're probably. I'm just gonna say the law program probably wasn't as standard as it was then because I'm sure that some of the people in this prison were innocent. Like Red, very well could have been innocent. I think he comes out and says no, he's, he's no, a murderer. He said he did. Yeah, it in exactly. The movie. But you know what I mean? Like some of the people that are saying they're innocent could have actually been innocent. I mean, that's how it is nowadays. I'm not feeling for them. Yeah, well, like, the, I think a lot of the main group, I they were all actually guilty because when they find out that uh, Andy is innocent, they're like, oh, he really is innocent? Yeah. And so... Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's... I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to say that. I guess <laughs> is really the point of that. I, I think I know where you're going with that because, like, most movies, like, those are the bad guys. Yeah. And in this movie, it's the opposite. Like the the establishment are the bad yes, guys. You got the the guards who are beating inmates to death. You've got the the corrupt warden. Uh, so it's like the the guards are actually worse people than the inmates are. And in the case of Tommy, actually murdering him. Spoiler alert: Tommy gets murdered. Boop, boop, boop. Right? That's the dude's name, Tommy. Yeah. yeah and okay. the uh, the character. The, the fat guy who comes in with Andy Dufresne. Yes. In the credits, he's just credited as fat ass. No way. Yeah, he, he is. Um, but the, that is the, so great. The head guard, because he beats him, and then he's like lying on the ground there, and he the, the inmates say later that he died before the medical staff could get to him. So, yeah, you've got two inmates killed by guards. Mm-hmm. The same guard, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the same yeah. guard. You're right. Um, it, That's not a funny scene where the guy gets beat. But there, if you listen to some of the stuff in the background, one of the funniest things I heard was because the prisoners are basically trying to break all the new people, seeing who yeah. breaks first because they have a bet. And the uh, I guess they credited, credited him as fat ass, so I'll call him fat ass. Well, but fat ass, you know, is about to cry. And he starts crying. He's like, I want my mama. You hear a con in the background yell, I had your mama. She's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so terrible. But, no, that's, that's kind of funny because uh, – Andy is like, hey, did anybody know his name? And apparently no one did. Yeah. Not even the writer, which I thought was pretty funny now. That's when you <laughs> earn a lot of respect for Andy early on. Like, maybe yeah. he's just, like, really aloof killer guy, drunk man, but he cares about people. Yeah. Um, let's talk about problems with the movie. I honestly didn't have a whole lot. Um, like I said, the, the the few things I had was I wish he used lighting better um, because, dang it, Cinematographer Roger Deakins. 
do a better job with light. I had to read his name, so that's why I said it all. The, 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 one of the biggest problems I had with this movie was, really wasn't a problem. It might just be a stupid little thing, and I get they had to like push the f- story forward, so this is why they did it. But when Andy is with Red in the library explaining to him how he's doing money laundering, how he's laundering all the money, Red's all like, what? what if you get caught? What if you get in trouble? He's in prison for two life sentences. I don't think it's that big of a I'd deal. I never thought about He that. was freaking out like, what What happens? You're going to get in trouble. I'm in prison for two life sentences. I don't care. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's a good observation. Actually, neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, because it's kind of, they're such nice guys in the movie. It's just kind of like human nature to be positive and like, oh my God, dude, don't do that. What, you, what if you get caught? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, I honestly, like, didn't think about these guys as prisoners the entire time. Almost like, as you alluded to earlier, a high school clip. Um, did you have any problems with the movie, though, actually? Um, I'm kind of curious how he knew the sewer pipe was there when it was in the back. Like, was he just going to ad-lib it once he broke out into, like, the well, furnace area? My or? guess would be is he <clears throat> dug the hole, so maybe he checked it out and saw, oh, there's a pipe there. I'll try to figure yeah. some way out of this pipe. All right. I'm, I'm assuming he had he had gone down there more than once to check out if he could just escape through this hole in his wall or, you know, how he could get out. I mean, that's that's kind of like the director's interpretation of the book, I would assume. Okay, because yeah. I was just watching and, that. Like, wait, how does he know? Yeah, exactly. Like, did he have a plan? Yeah. And if there, if there was anything to nitpick about this movie for me, it would be the whole fact that he dug a hole through the wall because uh, they don't... Like, they spring it on you. It's kind of like a, a, not really a twist, but it's a surprise. Yes, because you're thinking that he hung himself. Yeah. Right? Because he asked for rope and all that stuff, and everybody thought that he was going to commit suicide after what happened to Brooks. Um, but it, it turns out that he was hiding this hole behind posters of all these attractive women that he would switch out every few months. But it's like years. year Whatever. <laughs> I don't know how many, how often he switched out the. He the only posters. had like what three posters, four, three or four. So it was like every like maybe five years yeah. or so. All right, that's fair. But like, how how does he get away with that? Because I would assume that the guards would have like patrols during the night, right? And he's like tunneling through this wall for eight hours a night for nineteen years. Dude, you got nineteen years. I'm sure you could just do like. One chisel a night, and you'll be fine. But like, if plus you saw how much it crumbled when he wrote his name. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you you saw kind of like how long that tunnel was. So like, when he's getting closer to the end, he's got to crawl through and chip away, and then like back out. So the odds of him like a guard walking past his cell and him not being there, like I, I assume it'd probably be easier at the beginning when he's outside of the hole. Yeah, but think about it. Like, if they're in a routine, like if he knows that. Every three hours, every four hours, they come check on him. But how does he keep track of that time? Maybe they didn't do patrols then. Well, even that, like, okay, you, you, it makes sense, but it's lights out, it's dark, so he can just prop up his bed and make it look like he's sleeping. Yeah. I, I uh, suppose. Think about the Alcatraz escape, if you know anything about that. Yes. They, they made three paper mache bodies, and they put them in their bed, and they all escaped. For, like, 18 hours, no one noticed. They were just sitting. And that's I don't that don't quote me on any of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be something like I that. just made that all well, up. No, 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 no. Like that's that. that's how it went. Like they they made three paper mache bodies. I don't know how long they got away with it. I don't want some historian buff to be like According to a Netflix documentary, yeah. they've never been found. Yeah, exactly. Still haven't. Yeah, I mean, I, and and it's not a big deal. Like I can suspend my disbelief to watch cuz it's yeah. still such a good movie, but it's just thinking about it, I was like, how did how did he get away with that? The 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 biggest problem I had with him digging the hole in the wall was how did like where was he hiding it like i know it was in his pants but later it showed him like lift up his pant leg and then it just fall out the bottom yeah that's i that's one of the things that kind of got me too i mean how much he had to go through how does he just sneak that into the yard oh shake pant legs out shake pant legs out they actually make fun of that in one of the naked gun movies you should check that out yes (laughs) that's i knew i saw it somewhere and i I was going to ask. He's like on a pitching mount on a pile of dirt that's like 10 feet high. (laughs) Honestly, I think my my biggest, the biggest problem that I had with the movie is that I kept thinking of the Family Guy spoof while I was watching it. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh, I wish that I didn't have to remember that. Um, That's so dumb. I'm not going to lie. The Family Guy spoof. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, But the... 
the biggest thing I had a problem with was actually, and it's not has nothing to do with the plot. It was when Fat Ass was getting beaten. The guard comes in and he starts yelling like it's the first time that this happens. But every time that they get a new recruit, apparently they're yelling and whooping and hollering like because they regularly make bets. And it made it seem like, what is going on in here? Like he had never experienced it before. Like you're a guard captain. You've been through this. Why are you? Well, he didn't come in until he started crying. That's when he ran in because basically he was just telling him to stop crying or else. As dads would used to say, you stop crying or I'm going to give you something to cry about. So he beat him to death. <laughs> so, so I mean, not saying that, yeah. you know, but that, I, I think that's why he came in yelling, oh, what's all this hoopla about, you know, because yeah. he was crying. Hoopla. Good word choice. <laughs> Age appropriate. Time appropriate. That's what I meant. <laughs> anyway. So, I I mean, I don't. Is there, is there a whole lot more you guys can say about the movie? I mean, wh- why don't you think it's as good as The Godfather? I've never seen The Godfather in full. That's why. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, the the Godfather has like I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Morgan Freeman. I everybody else that was in that movie was kind of just. I mean, like they were all good in that movie, but as actors, I'm just kind of like, meh, whatever. I can take them or leave well, them. No, that's the problem. Like in that movie, I think that they're really good. Well, yeah, no, in in that movie they are, but in in the Godfather, everyone in that movie is a stud. You got Marlon Brando at his best, Al Pacino at his best, Alpa. Chino? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Oh. The guy Chino. from Tropic Thunder. Okay, yeah. go on. You uh, got me. The, the lighting, like the, the visual design in that movie is the best I've ever seen. Sound design is amazing. The music, like the, the score for The Godfather is fantastic. Like, it doesn't get better than The Godfather. Okay, so I'm sure some people will disagree with me on that. Leave a comment if you disagree with me about The Godfather. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with Shawshank. From our our eyes, at least. Yeah, well, right? no, like, I don't there's think not so. like Shawshank is is solid. It's not a nine point three like IMDb says. That's why I said it's a good movie. I just think it's overrated. Hmm. What? Well, apparently, why? I well, no, apparently no, no, no. why why like well yeah. like like it's a good movie. But like I said, there's movies that I've seen that are better. Like um, I don't like Forrest Gump, for example. I think that's a better movie than Shawshank really? Redemption. I yes. would disagree. You well, I think a lot of people would, but like, you think it's per- just personally. But Saving Private Ryan. I'm just thinking Tom Hanks for some reason, but like, that's... I think that's a better movie than this one. I, I can make an why argument. Tom Hanks is in my head. I don't know because he's great, but <laughs> no, but I can make an argument for Saving Private Ryan. But no, I I think the story for this is just as good. Technically, it might not be as solid. I I'm not big on music scores in a movie, so I don't pay attention to it a whole lot. Um, but visually, I thought it w- it was okay. There could have been some things that done better. Um. But it, it might not be as solid technically, because I think the story is awesome. Because oh yeah, because it's it's not overly complicated. It, no, it moves along. It, it there's never any part of the movie where you feel like it's dragging. It's easy to follow. It was a fast two, almost two and a half hours. It really was. Um, and we alluded to it earlier, but when they uh they kind of teased that he had escaped, but you thought he was dead. You like if I knew how he had escaped before, but if I didn't, I'd have been like, "What?" You know, because they don't allude to that at all prior to the movie. But you, it, it just you can almost assume up. that's why he wants the rock hammer. But then he's like, "No, I just like rocks." And then turns out he yeah. really was tunneling. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and it, it's it's nuts how they they put all together everything together with just these subtle things throughout the movie. But I'm ready to read it. Are you guys ready to read it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You do that every time. <laughs> hey, do it. Hey, buddy. Um, no. Hey, Mike. Let's do it. Matt, do it. don't do, it. do that. Pop the trunk. Don't do that. Pop the trunk. Do, do it. it. <laughs> do it. Pop the trunk. Thank uh. you. Oh, I, got, I, I knew where you were going with it. Um, overall, I'm going to say it was a 9.5. Oh, Star Wars level. Star Wars? <laughs> oh, Mike, you're just being a fanboy. No. Well, kind of. My boy M. Freeman, you know. <laughs> M. Freeman? M. Freeman. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a very, very good movie. Uh, there were f- very few things I could find wrong with it. Um, I don't think it's overrated, in all honesty. Uh, and, you know, that's just personal preference. I think from what I've seen, it's probably the second best movie I've ever seen. The first being Inception. Because I just love that movie. Just wait until you watch The Godfather. Did you see the Inception coffee table someone made? No. It's like this coffee table that's like 
turned around like the city no does way. in that one dream and it's super cool that's sweet i'll have yeah. to check that out i thought mike was gonna make some sort of bad joke there but like, it's the second best movie the first best the goofy movie <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a solid third <laughs> at the very least um anyway brent what do you rate this movie um like i said it's a good movie i liked it i've seen this movie i don't even know how many times but um I, I say it's overrated because, like I said, people say it's the best movie, and it's not, in my opinion. So I'll give it 8.5 soothing Morgan Freeman narrations. Ooh, <laughs> soothing Morgan Freeman narrations. Great choice. Great choice. Matt, what about you? I'm giving this movie also a 9.5. Ooh, okay. Um, It's almost a 10. It's could, almost a 10 for me. The could only, being a fanboy. The only thing, uh, <laughs> the only thing that makes it not a 10 is even though i love morgan freeman i don't like narration in movies so like that just that little thing always gotta hate on something always you you don't like morgan freeman narrations they're the best i don't think matt's a real human i can listen to morgan freeman talk that's the only like if it were anybody else narrating it i would have been like no no Mm. but the fact that it's morgan freeman i'm like okay okay all right see you know that's fair just you don't like the style of the movie which is you know not a problem it's wrong. So, but wow. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, everyone has their own opinion, even if they're wrong. Ashley, <laughs> uh, what about you? I give it a nine. I don't have any problems with the movie, movie wise. I'm just not a huge fan of violence. So okay. I'm, I'm not going to point for that. That's fair. Yeah. That's very Wait, fair. Wait, a half point because you gave it nine? Nine. Okay. That's, That's fair. not right. That's fair. That's not right. I, uh, I did the math. It must not have added Schlees in there because it was. It came out as a seven point four, and I was like, yeah, that's, "That's that's not that's right. a little low. That's not right." We made an arc again. Right? Mike is bad at math. I, yes. I think this is the first movie where I've given it the lowest rating. Interesting. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, heck. Uh, but I'm overall, we gave it a nine point one two five, and which I think is pretty fair. I think so. I think so. I mean, it's right on point with. Uh, IMDb's 9.3. 91% of the critics uh, from Rotten Tomatoes said that they liked it, uh, as well as the audience, 98%. That's something you don't see a whole lot on Rotten Tomatoes, where it's a high critic rating and a high audience rating. Yeah. Usually, like, one's high and the other's low, but yeah. that is something about this movie is they got high for both of them. Mm-hmm. I want, does this, anyone know if Rotten Tomatoes has a top 100 or whatever? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think, does. does. We should see where it, where it ranks on that. Um, story for another time, though. I think we're getting running. We're running short on time. Uh, Brent, uh, actually, guys, should they watch the movie? Should our viewers? Watch well, this movie? if yes. you haven't seen it, I, it's definitely worth watching. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Watch this movie. Okay. So good. All right, uh, Brent, you have the movie next week, correct? I do. All right, and wh- I know what it is, but would you <laughs> tell our viewers? Well, um, we there was the unfortunate news about Alan Rickman this last week. And uh, most people, when they think of Alan Rickman, they think of Snape from Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really, I was never a huge Harry Potter fan. When I thought of Alan Rickman, there was always two characters I thought of. Hans, Hans from Die Hard, and the character from the movie I'm going to choose, which is one of my favorite movies, and it's the best way I can pay tribute to Alan Rickman. We're going to go with Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. His character name, I was trying to think of it. I had no idea what it was. It's Alexander Dane. So, yeah. Um, Galaxy Quest, the alumni cast of a space opera television series, have to play their role as the real thing when an alien race needs their help. It is hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like a spoof of Star Trek. Yeah, they basically are making fun of Star Trek. Like, Tim Allen is basically William Shatner. Yes. Um, Alan Rickman is uh, Spock. You yep. know, so I mean Sigourney it's... Weaver and Tony Shalhoub are also. And Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Tony, Sam Rockwell and Tony Shalhoub are hilarious in this Dude, movie, by this, the way. This entire movie is hilarious. It and, is so good. And like I said, I wanted to pay tribute to Alan Rickman. This is one of my favorite movies, and I think he does a fantastic job in this movie. Of course, he does a pretty good job in all his movies, but oh yeah, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, so yes, that's Al- why I picked it. Alan Rickman's. it's going to be sad missing him, you know what I mean? Because he was a phenomenal actor across the board. One of the best. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so Galaxy Quest next week. Be waiting for it because we, God, it's we have such good reviews, and you guys, whoever's not listening, is missing out, right? Absolutely. And uh, Shui, where can they find us on social media? Yes, thank you. On the Twitter at nothing real, spelled R E E L. 
Facebook as Nothing But Real Reviews and More, and our accounts on Podbean and iTunes. So if you don't have iTunes, you can listen to us on Podbean. Yep, stream us live. Yeah, you definitely so you definitely should like us on Facebook. Um, I only have like two family members who have liked me on Facebook, so the rest of you need to do it. I have like a million family members, so just like the damn page. Yes, <laughs> and also, what 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 do you have to say? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, I had. John. Johnny, who's one of the reviewers, doesn't even listen to the podcast. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, Mike, were you aware that we made history today for right. uh, for our podcast? No, Shawshank Redemption has received the highest rating of any movie we reviewed. Wow. That's kind of crazy because we've also done... Uh, the Birdcage, which I was really <laughs> <laughs> such a great movie. I mean, I'm just kidding. 9.5. I watched it before I reviewed, and I liked it. So I mean, <laughs> just saying. Well, that, and that it's it's by like half a point that we did that mm-hmm. by, over so, per, Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition, yeah, which is just kind of crazy. Um, I forgot to mention on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We need more reviews in order to get out there. And subscribe so you never miss a show. Yes, and tell your friends. Thanks, John. <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Uh, no, but wait. Who says you get it this week? Yeah, yeah. you're not even <laughs> in this show. Uh, one more thing. Please send us an email at lethargicmedia at gmail Lethargic is spelled like the word lethargic. If you don't know how to spell it, pick up a dictionary at your local bookstore. Dictionary <laughs> store. <laughs> what? Well, I'm sure most people own dictionary. a dictionary. Yeah. Dictionary.com. Dictionary.com. Backslash rule. Uh, that's from Sex Drive. Anyway, uh, no, we'd send us an email, rate us. We we're gonna read you guys' reviews on uh, on our show. You know, so if you Emails. have something, if you have something good to sell, good to yeah. Well, you mean review us, give us send us. I an got email. you. Fun fun fact to all our listeners: uh, Shawshank Redemption was actually requested uh, via Facebook yes. by one of our listeners. So, so thank you. S- suggest us movies. Um, we we're gonna review them. We don't get a whole lot of emails coming in. We need more. We want we want to get involved with our. Uh, audience yeah our audience so we're gonna review your movies if you suggest us one so please send us an email at lethargicmedia at gmail.com anything else you guys want to say i think that's a great way to sh- close the show all right john no who <laughs> no, should do it <laughs> no not john brent so lead, lead us out tell your friends hey guys oh big golf huh all right well see you later good day sir Sir, I said good day! Yeah, see ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. A special thanks to Jordan Binder. Yeah. Fucking linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore. Fuck.